0: One of the most fascinating, concerning, frustrating, agonizing aspects of the human condition is that the truth is we don't know at all what anything is. I mean, we define things by the way they appear to us. We give them names. We make up words to describe them. But if you were to look at anything in the world and say, what is it really? What's the essence of what it is? Was it molecules, atoms? Well, what's the essence of the molecules? What is a bear and a notebook and a towel? They're things, but what's the essence of what they are? Now, this is a deep philosophic problem, but to make it much more clear and much more simple, let's start with the ultimate concern of the human condition, which is to find our own selves. If I were to ask you, what are you? Who are you? So you might say, I'm a teacher. I'm a rabbi, I'm a plumber, I'm an electrician, I'm a parent, I'm a spouse. That's not things that you are. Those are ways that you relate to people outside yourself. (laughs) Chitsoinius, externality in the language of Chassidus. So those aren't the essence of what you are. They're not the essence of what you are, that you're a teacher, the job you have, etc., the relationships. Those are external (laughs) chitsoinius. external aspects of your relationships, how you relate to things outside yourself. That's not who you really are. And that's, of course, by the way, Nebuch, when you have some people that their job is is their whole identity. It overrides family, it overrides their own selves and their whole life is bound up to the job and they'll destroy other people, their own children, their own spouses for their job. And then if they lose that job, they're, lost, they're left with nothing because a job or anything that you do is external. So that doesn't define who or what you are. So let's say you'll say you're a kind person, a smart person, a funny person, an interesting person, or you have within you deep feelings, you know, you're a person, an introspective person, a creative person, and these are all already talking about your premius, your personality, your inwardness, a specific type of person, you'll say that's who you are. But you all understand that those aspects, moods of personality, always change. We have to get used to looking at our intellect and our emotions as like rays coming from the sun. If you could have picture rays coming from the sun, our intellect and emotions, our personality, are rays coming from the luminary of our soul. But the essence of what the soul is isn't intellect and emotions. Intellect and emotions is something the soul shines out of itself and gets through the years. So it's not the essence of what the soul is. Now, don't misunderstand. That doesn't mean that we can't study ideas of what the soul is. Let's let's talk about even psychology. The study of psychology, you have thousands, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pages written to describe the workings of the mind. The id, the ego, the superego, consciousness, subconsciousness, unconsciousness, pre-consciousness, all different persona, archetypes, internal family systems, triggers, all the aspects of our soul, whatever makes up our soul. But if I were to ask you, what is the soul? What is the soul? Could you even picture it in your mind? You could picture rays coming from the sun, so you could sort of like think about that the, the you that you know, your intellect, your your speak, whatever you say, whatever you think, all those you could picture that they're like rays emanating from your soul. But what the soul is, in Shir Hashirim, King Solomon already says, "Lo yadati nafshi." I know not my soul. Lo yadati nafshi. I don't know my soul. We don't know what our soul is in essence. We could learn about the existence of the soul. We could learn about the way that the soul manifests. We know that our soul exists and we know about the existence of the soul. All the study of psychology about the way the mind works is about the espashtus, the emanation from the soul, the existence of the soul, the way that the soul exists, the way that it manifests. But the essence of the soul, the mahus, the ma, what it is, We don't know. And the truth is that this topic of essence versus existence, essence being the essential core of what something is, and the existence of something being the way that it manifests, the way that it exists, the way that it shows itself in the world, that is a very old philosophical issue that Plato and Aristotle already spoke about. I mean, even if you look at a couple of dogs, look at like. A Chihuahua, a German Shepherd, and a, Hveys, a Snoopy. So they're all dogs, but they don't look alike. So Plato and Aristotle spent a lot on John Locke. Forget about secondary qualities. This huge philosophical issue, if all the dogs, every dog in the world is a dog, but they all look differently, so their existence, the way that they're dogs, are all different. Snoopy is a very different type of dog. Then a Chihuahua and Kavochheimer, then a German Shepherd. So they all have different types of existence, but the essence of what they are is dogness. And Plato says that's in the realm of ideas, some supernal realm. There's the idea of dog, which is the ultimate perfect essence of dog that every dog that actually exists partakes of. Or the Aristotle says that the essence of dogness is the tsura, the form with inherent within everything. And throughout the Middle Ages, John Locke, Spinoza—it's a very deep philosophical issue. But the reason that it's so important is because if we understand this differentiation between essence and existence, we could understand how we could know God. You see, the Maharal from Prague, in his introduction to Gvuras Hashem, brings this exact example. And the Maharal of Prague says, just like you don't even know the essence of what your soul is, you feel the existence of your soul. Every time you breathe, every time you sing, you brush your teeth, it's all, your soul is existing and you know, everything you know about yourself is the existence of the soul. But the essence of what? The mahus, not the Metsius, the existence. The mahus, the essence of what your soul is, the Maharal says you don't know. So says the Maharal, how could you possibly know Hashem? But Hasidus takes that idea of the Maharal and says the opposite. But I can know a lot about myself, the existence of myself, right? We spend our lives learning about ourselves. And it's true. The me that I know now is very different than the me 10 years ago. I mean, if you're the same person today that you were five years ago, it means that you haven't grown. We're always supposed to be growing and changing how we exist. And we spend a lifetime getting to know how we exist in the world, how we're found in the world. And it's not just ourselves, it's any other person. Do you know another person? You don't know the essence of what they are. I mean, as empathetic as you could be, the existential situation of the human condition is that you could never feel the pain of another person. Any pain you feel in your body will always be alone. The most empathetic spouse in the world can't feel pain that you have in your body. You'll always be existentially alone in that way. But on the other hand, can you know that your spouse, your partner, your beloved is in pain? Could you know that there's the existence of the mitzis that they're in pain? Yes, you just don't know what it is. You can't feel it. And in truth, anytime a person talks to you, you're getting to know about them, about their existence, but not the essence of what they are. But if we understand that knowledge of existence, even though we don't know the essence of what anything is in the world, but if everything we know about anything is how something exists, then of course you could know that about God, because everything that exists is a way that God is existing. It's the radiance, the hispastus, the emanation of God's light, God's light, the essence of what God's light is, the mahus of what his light is, we have no idea, like the maral says, I don't know what my own soul is, but the mitzius, the way that God's light is manifesting in the world is everything that you see. Whatever you see is a way God is manifesting, a way God is existing. If I listen to a person talking for hours and hours and years and years, can I get to know the person? Not the essence, but the existence. If you pay attention and listen to God as God is manifesting to you through the world, through yourself, through the people you love, through Torah, through everything you experience, through everything in the world, everything that exists is a way that God is existing. So, of course, you could get to know God by getting to know nature, getting to know Torah, getting to know everything in the world. It's all ways that God manifests. But now, here, Chassidus, the Baal Shem Tov said, the secret of Tzimtzum, that the Tzimtzum is not literal, Chassidus comes and says a step farther, By me and you, the way we exist, specific words we say, is an emanation from our essence. The essence of our soul then has intellect and wants to talk, has emotions and finally says words and then they're actually words. There's a whole process and there are a lot of different steps. And the reason for that is because the truth is nothing is the essence of what it is. The essence of what everything is, is God. Atmos. God's essence is the essence of what everything is. So when we look around us at the world, we have no clarity about anything, what anything really, really is. What we do know is what the essence of everything is. Only God exists. Hashem is the essence of everything. And Mashiach will reveal that.